ready to take a ride. Grab your coffee and strap yourself in. If you listen, we can hear God's plan. Because the show is about to begin. You're listening, you're listening to the Omega Man Radio Network. Henry, my brother, God bless you. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm doing fine. You sound like you're right next door. Brother, I tracked you all the way down in Japan. <laughs> <laughs> you sure have. And you're a persistent man, I'll tell you. <laughs> my brother, amen. We know what happens when you're persistent. Elisha got the, the mantle of Elijah. And when we're persistent, well, we'll, we'll find you on the road. <laughs> Woo! He did, he did. He did, he did. <laughs> That's probably sometimes about the only way people can catch me is be persistent. <laughs> That's right. Brother, I'll tell you, um, we're excited to have you on tonight for whatever time we can. And um, I just want to welcome everybody. This is a real special program. We're blessed to have Brother Henry on once a year because he is literally traveling the world most of the year. And um, tonight we've got him for you live from Japan. Brother Henry, we had you on Omega Man Radio last in August, and so it's been just a few months. Is that been that long? Wow, August, huh? Time is really Went flying. fast. Yes, sir. And I know you've got <laughs> a lot going on, a lot to talk about. Would you like to open up this show in prayer? Absolutely. Precious Father in heaven, we just come before you in the name that is named above all other names in earth or in heaven. The name of our precious Lord and Savior Jesus. We want to thank you for your faithfulness. We want to thank you for the price that you paid. We want to thank you that you desire that not one soul would be lost, but that all would come to salvation. And Lord Jesus, we just come before you now with thanksgiving in our hearts. Thank you for bringing us to the Father. Thank you for praying the Father and the Holy Spirit being sent to us. For without the teacher, without the comfort of the Holy Spirit, where would we be tonight? We thank you for your faithfulness. Now, Lamb of God, we just claim your covering over this broadcast. We ask, Lord, that what will be said and what will be hear, heard will be what you want. That each person, Almighty God, will receive from you the portion that you have for them. And, Lord, we thank you. We ask that you take command and Lord your word just says open your mouth then I will fill it so Lord I don't know what you're going to say tonight but I just want you to fill it and I thank you for that in Jesus precious name amen amen, amen. 
Brother Henry, I want to give you an option tonight. You can do straight audio or you could do a video too. What do you prefer? That's totally up to you. I don't know. Uh, video. You can do video, huh? Yes, sir. Well, we, we do have the facility to do video. All right. In that case, uh, I'm going to have you uh, take your camera and um, pull it towards you. Right now, I can see the wall behind your head, and that way I'll be able to see your pull face. It toward me. Keep All going. Right, take the camera, pull it toward me so Perfect. you can see. Oh, there I am. Yeah, I see what you mean. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Praise God. All right. My brother, you're looking good today. Praise God. <laughs> I've just finished five weeks of uh, pretty intense ministry here in Japan. And, I want uh, I want to hear all we, about it. Uh, since we talked to you last, you were getting prepared to go. Um, where have you been and where are you at now? What's been going on? Tell us all about it. My, my, since August. Uh, wow, I just come from Vancouver, British Columbia. I came back down into Seattle area, Portland area. And then left there, went up into northeastern Washington, across into Montana. And uh, then... Went down into, uh, from Iowa, went to Iowa and was home for three days. And then I, uh, <laughs> I left and went up into Illinois, Indiana, and Ohio. And uh, ministered up in those parts of the country of the United States. Came back in uh, early September. And the 12th of September, I flew to Korea and did a conference down in Chungju, Korea. Did some ministry in Seoul. And then from there, I went to Taiwan, Taipei. And I went down into uh, the southern part of Taiwan, where the... Did I tell you over the air about the mosquito plague uh, that took place down there and people were dying right and left? Tell us about that. What happened? It was awesome. Uh... They they wanted to cancel me going there a year ago, September, uh, because of the plague. Uh, it, it's a, a vicious plague that attacks the body, the brain, and uh, causes high fever and ex yes, extreme pain. And literally drives the person almost insane with, with physical weakness, mental weakness, and within four days, most of them die. And uh, so they wanted to cancel my trip down there, and I said, no way. I'm not afraid of a mosquito. I refuse to give my life for a mosquito. Jesus said the whole don't need a physician, but those that are sick. And so I, I, uh, I, my, my planner and scheduler said, well, well, you're not afraid? And I said, no, I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid. A mosquito bites me, he'll die. And uh, <laughs> I have the blood of Jesus. Glory to God. And so uh, we, I said, you can stay if you want. It's all right. I don't want you to go if you're in fear. Please don't. But uh, if you don't have fear, then uh, come with me. Let's go. Otherwise, put me on the train, call them up, and they'll meet me at the station and do it. So we did. He said, no, I've heard your testimonies. I want to witness one. 
So he says, but I'm taking cans of spray with me for anti-mosquito. <laughs> <laughs> he brought three cans with him. Oh, mine. As that train was pulling into the station in southern Taiwan, he started spraying himself and he wanted to spray me. And I said, don't, I don't, don't, don't mess me up with any of that stuff. I don't need it. And uh, we got off, met a pastor. He took us to his church. We went out to dinner, but uh, to a meeting that night. And five churches got together. And I tell you, the, the blue haze of mosquito spray in that big auditorium was very real. Everybody was spraying mosquito spray. You could tell they were living under horrible fear. And uh, I got up and taught our authority the Lord. And they were very quiet, very quiet. Uh, I thought for sure I could get them cheered up and encouraged up enough to where they'd start rejoicing. But I really had no idea what they had been through. And uh, many, some of them had been losing their loved ones and all. And it, it was a very serious plague. So uh, that night we, we ended the meeting. Went to the hotel and uh, had a good night's sleep. The next morning, they chartered a bus for 54 people to go up into the area in the mountains where the worst part of the plague was, which made me happy. And uh, we headed up there. And on the way, the who they call Aboriginal pastor, kind of like Australia, the Aborigines, they call them Aborigines there in uh, Taiwan that are mountain people. Uh, he had been there the night before at the meeting of five, five churches. And uh, he had the bus pull over. And we were, they were very quiet. The people were very quiet going up there in that bus. I could tell they were concerned. And every one of them had their little bags of mosquito spray. And uh, uh, we pull off at a place up in the mountains. And uh, he has everybody get out. And he's pointing to a place down in the, in the valley. And he's telling how that the Taiwan government wants to build a dam. And he said, brother, he said, if they build this dam, all of that valley that you can see, as far as you can see across there, will be filled with water. And the best fruit in all of Taiwan grows through that valley. It'll all be underwater. And many and most of those or many of them are my people of my church. Yes. And they've offered us condos in town and that they will 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 own our condos. They'll teach our children. We'll be, have free schooling through university, medical and everything. We won't lack anything the rest of our life. We'll each receive checks, you know, and everything. And uh, But we've told them, no, we don't want that. So will you pray that they won't build that dam? So that was the focus of my prayer. So I began praying, lifting my hands, closing my eyes with all these 54 people around me. And I began, you know how we pray. We, we start telling God how to do everything. Lord, right. just uh, show them many other ways to make electricity and open up artesian wells all over this country to where there's, there's an abundance of pure and wonderful water. And I'm praying away like that. When all of a sudden, the lady directly behind me lets out the most blood-curdling scream. And I thought, oh, Lord, she's just been bit by a mosquito. And I turn around to lift my hand to pray over her. And she's shaking her head no. She can see I'm going to pray over her, but she's shaking her head no. And she's pointing up. 
and I look up. Now, here, whoops, I forgot a key part here. While I was praying with my hands raised about the dam, the Lord interrupted me with a vision. And in the vision, I saw one dragonfly come flying across above me by vision. And the instant I saw that, I rejoiced and I said, yes, Lord, yes, that's the answer. Send clouds of dragonflies down south here because they eat up the mosquitoes when they yes. first come up out of the out of the water. Send clouds of dragonflies and eat up this plague, I pray in the name of Jesus. And uh, as I'm praying that and my interpreter starts interpreting it. He hadn't even finished interpreting it when this lady let out this blood-curdling scream. And as she let it out, I turn around to pray for her, and she points up. And brother, I'm telling you, the heavens were full of clouds of dragonflies. Dragonflies by the millions. And I, we just started rejoicing because we knew that's the end of the plague. And I said, but now we've got to send them to the east, the west, the south, and as far north as this plague is going in the name of Jesus. Praise and, God. And uh, they start heading across the country. These dragonflies in clouds just start dispersing. The people are so excited. They're shouting. Now they're really praising God. And we get back on the bus. We hit up the highway, winding up around the mountain. And we come where there's been a landslide over the road, and there's only one-way traffic. And uh, so the bus stops because the other lane is coming first. And off the bus goes people, jumping off and running to the people, clearing the road, telling them about the dragonflies and the plague is going to be over. And they're clapping their hands, and they're looking toward the bus and bowing and shaking their heads yes. And then it's our turn to, to go, and they all run and jump back on the bus singing and praising the Lord. And we head up on up the mountain to the Aborigine Church. Now, we were supposed to have lunch when we got to the Aborigine Church, but uh, these people run in, and they're telling the ladies in the kitchen about what happened, and they start singing and praising the Lord and shouting, and the pastor comes to me, and he says, well, it doesn't look like we're going to have lunch until later, he says, what we were going to do is have lunch and have you speak to them afterwards. But would you speak to them now? And maybe we can get them back in order here and we'll have lunch afterwards. Is that OK? I said, absolutely. No problem. And uh, <laughs> so he introduces me and I start ministering. And as I'm ministering, I tell you, the presence of God was so strong teaching our authority out of Genesis chapter one verse 26 and 27 and 28, and then Genesis 9, verses 1 and 2, and Hosea and the scriptures. And uh, as I'm, I'm teaching this and ministering this, I step in front of the podium up on the stage, uh, around the front of it, on the edge of the platform. And I'm ministering to them, and I had been ministering it quite a while, and it was quite hot. And I got thirsty, so I just, without looking, reached back to get my glass of water that was on the left side of the podium there. And I'm moving my hand slowly, and I get a hold of that glass of water, 
And I look in it before I go to drink. And as I look in it, gold is on the top and it's just pouring down through the water into the bottom. Amazing. And I, I hold it and look over at my interpreter who's looking at me with big eyes. And I said, look at this. God has just filled my water with gold. And he says, not just your water. He said, your hair is gold. Your shoulders are gold. The podium is gold. He said, when you step forward, the gold started falling. And he says, your whole Bible and the podium is so covered with gold. And all around the podium, you couldn't even read your Bible unless you dump it off. And I looked and I just was amazed. And the people then, I pick up my Bible and I dump the gold off on the podium. <laughs> and the <laughs> pandemonium broke loose. Oh, Brother, those people started praising the Lord and worshiping the Lord. Well, then I had to tell them about the old rabbi in Jerusalem in Liberty Bell Park. And I think I've told that over the program. But I was a little critical back in 1989 of gold falling. I thought, ah, oh, we don't need this, you know. I don't need that to believe in Jesus and to really worship the Lord. But uh, I began telling this old ultra-Orthodox rabbi in Liberty Bell Park about it. And he began to stutter. And he couldn't hardly talk. And I said, wow, that really affected you. What, what does that mean to you? And he said, in the ancient history, ancient days of, of the word, he said, before the bridegroom comes to take his bride and the midnight cry is made, he always sends his bride a gift of gold. And you said that this gold is falling on the Gentiles across America. He said that means the Messiah is coming. The Messiah is coming. I'm sorry, I have to get back to the synagogue. And I have to let my people know the Messiah is coming. Gold is falling on the Gentiles. Well, obviously, when I came back from, uh, from Israel that trip, I was not coming back a critic. And so this was the most gold that had ever fallen on me. I've had it in my face and on my head and on my hands and in my Bible a little bit. But this time there was so much gold that when I quit ministering, the people come up rubbing their hands on the, on the stage and rubbing the gold on their faces rejoicing. Well, obviously, we didn't have lunch until considerably later then. But I came back from Taiwan rejoicing and praising the Lord. I came over here to Japan, actually, and was over here for six uh, weeks, seven weeks, and I went back home. And a few days after I got back to America, my cell phone rang, and it was the brother that was my scheduler from Taiwan. And he said, Brother Henry, he said, I've been trying to get a hold of you for almost seven weeks. Why don't you answer your phone? I said, I told you. I don't answer my phone in, in Japan. Uh, the world uh, phone is too expensive, and, I, I, and I'm too busy here, and so I don't want to be bothered by phone calls. I want to stay focused and concentrating on the mission that I'm doing here. I, it's very costly here. It's very expensive here in ministry, and I want every penny to count. And, uh, <laughs> and he says, well, I've been trying to get a hold of you. Do you know what has happened in Taiwan? I says, no, I haven't talked to you. I left two days after we, we prayed Southern Taiwan. 
and uh, the plague and all that, and I came to Japan. He said, the fourth day after you left, the Taiwan government officially renounced, announced all over Taiwan that the plague had ended, not another pers person on the fourth day had entered the hospital with high fever and pain. There have been no more deaths since the fourth day Praise God. that you left. So God <laughs> broke the plague in Taiwan. Well, brother, if I did share this on the air, there's something I don't think I shared because after I was on with you, I believe, I believe this was, this happened. I was in uh, Seattle ministering and uh, I shared this testimony on Friday night yes. uh, toward the, in August. And a lady was there that had a vacuum cleaner shop. And uh, she was all excited, of course, about the testimony. The next morning, she opened her vacuum cleaner shop. And in walks a man. Now, this is in Seattle. In walks a man from Boise, Idaho, with his grandson. Yes. And he says, now, I understand that you carry just about every part for vacuum cleaners named. And she said, yes, I do. And he said, well, I, I hope you'll have this one. I've been and all over Boise and Napa and all around Idaho trying to find this part for my vacuum cleaner and nobody has it. And she asked, of course, what kind and he, what was the problem? And she turns around right behind her on a pegboard and a little plastic bag, pulls this part off and says, is this what you're looking for? And the man says, yes, this is exactly the part. You carry them. She says, yes, I have several here. He said, give me two in case if the other one goes out. This one goes <laughs> out. <laughs> and she said, y you know, this is a miracle to you, sir. I don't know you, but uh, the later the shop said this. But uh, could I tell you about a real miracle? And she begins telling him about the dragonflies in Taiwan and the end of the plague. Wow. And this man becomes so excited, she said. He said, do you know who I am? And she says, no, you've never been here. I don't know who you are. He said, well, I'm the head professor at the University of Idaho. Whoa. And he said, my doctorate and specialty is in insects. And he said, I'm the world's specialist on dragonflies. Brother, now, think about this, wow. brother. <laughs> <laughs> the chances of this happening. Isn't that awesome? Now, he says, let me tell you something. You think that was a miracle. He said, let me tell you a greater miracle. Well, she said, I thought maybe he was Mormon or something and was going to begin witnessing to me about, you know, Moroni and the, <laughs> the angel, you know, of the Mormon church. You know how we think fast ahead of people sometimes. Well, that she, she confessed that was her thought. But he says, listen, he said, you don't know about dragonflies. And obviously the man that prayed that God would, would, would saw this vision of one, he had no idea what was going on when he asked God for clouds of them. But he said dragonflies, like monarch butterflies, migrate. And they migrate south. Now he says that means the dragonflies from all over Taiwan have migrated south. 
And they were on the trees and the bushes everywhere there where you were praying. He said, I believe they were already there and they were mating. And he said, when you, when you shouted hallelujah when you saw the vision of one dragonfly, it stirred up those dragonflies and they all hit the air at once. <laughs> Now, he says, your eyes were closed. You didn't see them, right, is what she said. He asked, and yes, he said his eyes were closed, his hands were raised. And then the woman behind, she screams. You know why? Because she's watching. Her eyes are open, and she sees all of a sudden these millions, clouds of dragonflies from all over Taiwan in the air above you. Now, he says, the miracle is... The timing of this, because for that man to stop the bus in that specific place where all of these dragonflies have migrated, for the man to see the vision of one dragonfly and shout to shake up the dragonflies that they all hit the air, and then for him to command them to go to the east, the west, the south, and as far north, as the plague is, is even a more amazing thing because he obviously didn't know much about dragonflies except that they eat mosquitoes. But he said, when they finish their breeding, they go into an eating frenzy. <laughs> <laughs> and he said, when he commanded them to go to the east, west, south, and north, they were ready to go into this eating frenzy. They have they have mated, they go into an eating frenzy for a period of time. I think, I forget how many days it was. And then they lay their little cocoons, their eggs, and then they die. And he said, what's the eating frenzy? They ate up the plague. Amazing. He said, I have never heard anything like this in all of my life about anybody commanding dragonflies to do anything. But this, he says, has shaken me to the core. I will vouch for this. I will verify the authenticity of this and the miracle of this because I know nobody can make up a story like that. Ma'am, you have blessed me in so many ways, not just these parts. These parts mean nothing to me now compared to what you have given me here in this store today. <laughs> Brother so Henry, what a miracle. me on my cell phone to tell me right away. <laughs> that is amazing. If you're just Isn't tuning in, we're live with Henry Groover. He's coming to you live from Tokyo, Japan. And uh, brother, that's uh, the miracle power of God. <laughs> you know, I found out that dragonflies can eat their weight in mosquitoes per day. I mean, that's the ultimate mosquito killer, isn't it? The dragonfly. Mm -hmm. That is a miracle of God. <laughs> Folks, that is one that of the is a miracle. adventures <laughs> of the prayer walker, Henry Groover. Brother, <laughs> Brother Henry, it's such an honor to have you on today. Um, you're clearly led by the Lord, and that's, that's why God sets you up at the right place at the right time. What has he put on your heart right now for Japan? How do you set up an itinerary or where are you going to go? Well, the man that you... Uh, were introduced to that helped me set this up. 
and talk to you. Uh, Akira Mori here. He's my main uh, scheduler and interpreter. He's worked with me now for many years, almost 10 years, I think it is. And uh, we've been all over the northern islands of Japan, from Hokkaido down into Kyushu, Shikoku Island, and different islands all around, many islands off uh, by Shikoku Island. Uh, I think he's been with me probably at least 30, maybe 30 islands. And uh, a wonderful interpreter, very anointed. Uh, one of these interpreters, you know, that just uh, is simultaneous and just flows right with you. Yes. And uh, what we are witnessing is something so phenomenal, brother. Uh, when I first came here in 1995, I've made 55 trips to Japan now. Amazing. Uh, two times a year, sometimes three times a year. And uh, when I first came here in 1995, I could sing every song they were singing because I didn't know Japanese, but I knew the songs they were singing. They were singing the hymns. They were singing hill song songs. They were singing songs from America. Yes. And so I, uh, yeah, I, I, I knew it, but the songs they were singing were good songs, but I began to cry out to the Lord, Lord, what is going on here? Why don't they have songs of their own? They're singing in Japanese. Why don't they have songs of their own? And the Lord said to me, because songs come from revival. And Japan has not had its revival, but it's going to. And you will know when it begins, because new songs will begin being written and presented across the islands of Japan. Brother, the last eight years, I began hearing new songs. And the word eiko in Japanese means glory. And I began hearing these songs with eiko in it again and again. And I asked my interpreter, as my, my heart would just be burning on fire. What is, the, what is these words? What, is these, what, are they, what are you singing? And he would interpret these words for me. And I tell you what, people, they're the most beautiful songs. I have said to him so many times, these songs need to be spread across the earth. Yes. However, he says, the way these are written and sung, it would be very difficult to, to put them in other languages. And so when I hear this, this tells me one thing. This tells me this revival that's taking place across Japan is a very unique revival. I don't know if you remember the 1040 window. I've heard about it. Yes, sir. That they talk about. Okay. You realize it starts across, they say, in America, and it goes around Europe, comes all the way around Asia. And the last place, they say, of the 1040 window is Japan because it's the last jump off before America again. Now think about that. Here we are in the final 1040 window landmass that covers, I don't know, geographically, I think it probably from Hokkaido to go all the way to Yanaguni Island, the westernmost island. I, I think I could safely say that it would be like flying from New York to San Francisco. Okay. People don't realize how far stretched these islands are. And um, the song of the Lord is coming across from these islands. Now, for, for many years, 
I have been laying hands on young people and many others, but young people, and God has been speaking to these young people. And he has been saying, I am recruiting soldiers for my army on these islands. Will you let me recruit you? Will you join my spiritual army? If you will, I want to fill you with my spirit. I want to fill you with vision. I want to anoint you and empower you to go across these islands to bring the, a revival and a visitation such as the world has never seen. And then I want you to, if you will be faithful to me, I will thrust you out across the four corners of the earth and you will bring my message to the nations of the world. And brother, that kind of prophecy has sounded so many times, hundreds of times, praying over little fellowships and big fellowships and people, but predominantly the youth. Well, now guess what's happening? It's the youth that are getting the new songs. And they're so focused on the, the song of redemption and the beauty of God's glory and his presence. And I tell you, it, it just puts me in awe again and again, these five, almost five, just two days less than five weeks that I've been here across this island of Honshu ministering. I've had uh, maybe might say two half days off. Okay, my days off, I've ministered sometimes harder than my days on. But uh, I just finished a conference uh, of, of, an, of a seminary, three-day seminary here in Tokyo, speaking two times a day, speaking for about two, two and a half hours on the average per session. And the Spirit of God has been moving on these seminary students. And every meeting, every meeting, and this is not just the seminary, these are the churches. And I have been teaching now the Lord said the theme of your teaching now this trip you've been teaching them prayer walking you've been teaching them spiritual warfare now I want you to teach them their dominion I want you to teach them the power that they have in me and so the Lord's had me going into Genesis 20 uh, chapter 1 26 7 and 28 and then Genesis chapter 9, verses 1 and 2, and then taking into Hosea, Malachi, and all the way across into the New Testament. To speak of the authority that we have, and of course Romans 8, and how we know that the whole creation is groaning and travailing, waiting for the, the redemption of their body, for this corruption to take on incorruption, mortal to take on immortality. And then he's released me in the seminary, even last night, to bring the people into the thousand-year reign of Jesus Christ and the millennial reign, how that not only will we have dominion as we have exercised it and we have experienced it, as I have told on your program many different times, against wild animals and against drug uh, uh, czars, against gangsters, uh, gangs in the big cities that wanted to cut my throat wanted to kill me against the Hezbollah, the terrorists over in the Middle East that surrounded me, were going to pull out my fingernails, strip me uh, clear and clean of clothes, 
and, and peel my skin off, pull my skin off with pliers and torture me. So they, they thought I was American CIA. All, all of this, I've been teaching and, and sharing the dominion and the authority that we have. And then I wrap it up with saying, listen, when Jesus comes to rule and reign, here will be the, the fullest, the fullness of dominion. This will be the scriptures in Isaiah that talk about the mountains and the hills will break forth into singing and the trees will clap their hands and his will fulfilled as in the Lord's prayer. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven will be fulfilled and heaven will come down. And in that day, he says there in Hosea, he says, and the earth will hear from heaven and heaven will hear from the earth and I will come down and issue in this glorious time. And so this is where we're at in Japan, teaching them. And I'm believing that this thing is going to break loose across these islands even more than we've ever thought or imagined. And it's going to loose. It's going to come across. And uh, it's going to break loose in the most awesome ways. And you're going to hear about it. And, uh, you know, I would recommend recommend that you get to know Akira Mori. Akira yes. Mori would be another good one to have on the program because I'll tell you what, he will bless the people. Uh, he can speak in English. He can speak in Japanese. He can speak in Norwegian. Uh, wow. I've been, heard him speak some Spanish and Dutch. And uh, I don't know if he speaks French or not, but uh, he doesn't. He's shaking his head no. <laughs> that is amazing. But we would love to have him on. He, he's a good connector for you too, brother. And uh, he can tell you because uh, uh, you've heard of transformations and the transformations videos. Yes. Uh, he is an eyewitness of the transformation of Fiji and he can fill your ears full of what's going on in Fiji. He just, he just took a team over there this year earlier and uh, all over the world, God has used him too. So I, I recommend him too to you people if you hear akira mori is going to be on listen in you will be blessed all right and uh, i've got to get going this isn't as long a session as i normally have with you brother but uh wow uh i am I've thankful the time now they're waiting to get me over to the airport it's, i am thankful to so, have you on for tonight and uh, uh, uh i'm gonna have to get going praise <laughs> god where are you headed next brother it's henry good brother I'm getting to go home, believe it or not. All right. You have a safe trip. I get to be home for Thanksgiving and Christmas. And then you headed back to Asia, first of the year? Thank you. God. Thank you. And bless all of you out there. Yes, I'll be going back to Okinawa in January, into Korea, into Taiwan, possibly Malaysia, and Singapore and China. Okay, we still want to uh, talk to you about coming over to Bali, the island of the devils. So I'll be in contact with Before you about that. Before I leave Asia. Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> My brother, God bless you for coming on today. We love you. And how can someone support your ministry? Well, uh, uh, just... Uh, get a hold of henrygruber.com or joyfulsoundministries.com uh, on your computer and uh, they can go on our computer our website of Joyful Sound Ministries and they can make a donation through PayPal 
and they can order materials that way and uh, make a donation and we'll send out materials. We don't put any price on our materials. Uh, whatever you ask for, you'll see a, a material list. You can get them that way. And just if you, whatever you give as a donation to help us reproduce the materials, we appreciate it. And uh, whatever you give toward ministry and the mission of what we're doing in Asia and wherever else in the world, we appreciate it very much. We will not be harassing you with... Uh, with letters in the mail every day, every week, every month, not even once a year, except a receipt for your giving, all right? We don't do that. We go in our closet, shut the door, pray to the Father in secret, and he gives it to us openly. And so that's how we make the ministry and make it work across the earth. God bless you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Brother Henry, God bless you. We love you. And uh, give my regards to Brother Akira. I thank him for setting this up today. Thank you, sir. I will do it, brother, and thank you, and be blessed down there in uh, Bali. And I am seriously praying about it. Uh, I, I'm scheduled to be in, uh, in Ghana, Africa, and Ethiopia in June. Now, I've kind of confirmed on it, but I'm not guaranteeing it. But there's another place if people are listening in Ghana and Ethiopia, okay? Praise the Lord. We'll be in touch with you and talk to you again soon. God bless you, my friend. You too, and good night, and God bless all of you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Well, folks, that was the best audio that I could get. Um, I am in Bali. He's in Tokyo, and we were probably both on wireless connections. Not the same type of speed you get back home in America. Not to mention I was using uh, video, so I tried to capture video this time. First time ever with Brother Henry. So I hope that the audio quality was good. Definitely better than shortwave. (laughs) And you know what? I'm just blessed to be able to get him on. Folks, you know how rare that was? It may be one of the first interviews he's ever done on the road. And, um, you know, I prayed about it. Got a hold of Sister Heather Groover. Asked her to send the message over to his interpreter. And I got a message back this morning from Brother Akira and asked if we might be able to do a program today. And you know what? God fitted in just as he's preparing to go back home to America. Talk about divine timing. You know, God will just put it in my heart. Send an email to this person. And you know what? I say, oh, thank you, God, for reminding me. I shoot an email, pray about it. And God opens these doors. God has given us great favor here. We've got John McAfee coming on, who is the inventor of McAfee antivirus. We're going to talk to him on the program. We're going to have um, Brian Head Welch, one of the lead guitarists for Corn. He's going to be on the program November 30th. It took God to open up those doors. I couldn't get a hold of these people on my own and expect to get an answer back they're just too big but God can do it he's bigger than all of us and if God wants to make it happen he can do it just like I'm praying today God if it be your will to have brother Henry here in Bali I don't have the finances to do it but you can make it happen and I'm not going to do a special fundraiser or anything God opens the door we'll get brother Groover down What I want to do is I want to fly him in 
at some point, probably when he gets over towards Malaysia, because that's right next door, and we wanted him to um, spy out the land here. He's never prayer walked the island of the devils. This has a comparable number of uh, idols, probably one of the most concentrated areas where you have idol worship going on, temples, just about every block you're going to have a temple, sometimes in someone's backyard. They have a private temple. Idols, throne, demonic thrones, sculptures, um, where people worship devils, blood sacrifice, shamans everywhere. We want to get Brother Groover into Bali to prayer walk this place and break the curse over the land in Jesus' name. So I put that in the Lord's hand. God, if you want that to happen, you're going to have to make a way because I don't have a way. But God can make a way where there's no way. So I just want to thank the Lord Jesus Christ and the Father tonight. Thank you, Father God. Holy Spirit, for giving us this opportunity to have Brother Henry on tonight. Folks, I hope you're encouraged by that testimony of the plague that was stopped. God can do that. He can do anything, can he? Of course he can. Do you have faith? Will you stay in the boat? Will you continue on to the finish line? We got to. Folks, that's on where we're going to make it. Henry comes on usually one time a year. He is on the road nine months out of the year, I think. Somewhere across the globe, prayer walking, speaking, high in demand. And you know what? He is uh, pushing 80 years old now. And he's got more energy than people half his age. He has been prayer walking for most of his life. Since he was about, I think he was about 16, 17 years old, he started out in evangelism and God began to teach him about prayer walking. So when we can get him on, it really is a, a special occasion. And um, you know what? I just told Rita today, I said, we get him on once a year. Well, God bless us, we got him on twice this year. So I'm, I'm ecstatic about that and we're going to track him. And when we can, Brother Kira will set it up for us when he's in Japan, to do a program just like today. Omega Man Radio has been commissioned to invade deep into enemy territory, drive out the hosts of hell, and take back the land. Our mission is to preach Jesus Christ, the Son of God, who is the only name written under heaven by which men might be saved, cast out demons, and pray for the sick that they may be healed in Jesus' name. If this program is a blessing to you and you would like to take part in this harvest of souls, join with us and attack the hosts of hell by donating any amount online at www.omegamanradio.com. You may also donate by sending check or money order to 9030 West Sahara Avenue, Suite 665, Las Vegas, Nevada, 89117. We thank you.